The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darksy. I'm a half orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Hardy. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. on the very good adventuring team. What happened, Lum? He just looks at you and just <laughs> says, Fuck you, newbie. <laughs> Do they carry us on their backs and like buy us drinks? Yeah. Would you let them? No. Super amazing. Fuck those guys. Well, these guys aren't our enemies. We just are better than them in every way. We sent them a note addressed from you and we sent them to an alpha badger cave. Dilly dilly. And suddenly, everything around you goes dark. Like the lights go out? Or is there an eclipse? You're not some casual weekend fucking hipster putting on your bike shorts over your uh, tight jeans. That doesn't make any sense. Haha, ah, fudge you! <laughs> <laughs> We should probably just throw these away. They're not really worth anything. Yeah. It's not like they spell out death if we rearrange them. Yeah. Which, well, we don't really have any other way. We could hide in the hole. Dang. Dang. Yeah. This is not good. No. No, no. Do you want to move or do anything else? Um, no, I don't really see a point at the moment. Do dragons like money? Yeah, let's say somebody's halfway in the hole, and then somebody, like, yanks the hole. Like, what happens then? <laughs> You're talking about decapitating the dragon by, like, closing that's, dimensions? That's what I, That's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. Goddamn coward. Yeah. It's going to be 19 piercing damage. Dang. It's going to be 17 damage. So 36? Yeah. You've got to have more than 36 hit points. I was hurt from last time. Oh, that's true. I was, hurt. I was down to 31. All right, so you are now down and unconscious as well. But actually, I do have my orc regeneration stuff. Yes. I have one hit point. So you're at one hit point. So you are still conscious, but you are currently prone. Yes. Melvin, you are prone. Not that it makes too much difference in this context, because uh, you guys are you're not going to be expending all of your movement. But you have yourself a portable hole. And a plan, would you like to execute upon that plan? I'm trying to think if I'm going to lure him in with cash, or if I'm going to lure him in just by pissing him off and having him try to chase me into this hole. Either way, I'm, I'm oh, laying prone. Interesting. You're currently prone. So 
what I want to do then is grab the portable hole and uh, I'm going to try to, in one motion, throw the hole out and then roll into it. So I'm going to stay prone, throw the hole out, and then just roll into the hole once it becomes active. Okay. So you throw the hole off to your side, It the portal appears, and you're now in that hole. Are you doing something to gain the attention of this dragon, or are you just rolling in? Uh, that depends on how much action I have left. I would say that the what you've done so far would constitute nothing, so... You've got plenty of ability. Uh, so you, you've consumed almost nothing by throwing it, and the, the movement you've used, like, five feet by just rolling. So I want to get, uh, get this dragon's attention, so I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt at it. I want it to come after me. You do so. You cast Lightning Bolts. He fails his saving throw, so you crack down 18 points of lightning damage on this dragon, and... You've got his attention. <laughs> and if I remember right, there's there's like shelves of some of this stuff. Yep. Yes. All right, so I'm in a very dangerous position <laughs> right now. You've already been burned to death once today. <laughs> right. <laughs> burned to unconsciousness anyway. So uh, I'm going to try to hide behind whatever I can. I'm not sure if there's a shelf or whatever. Well, I didn't think about that. Yep. Throwing flames in there. <laughs> yeah. You tuck yourself in and start praying. Kolvik, it is back to you. <laughs> so unfortunately I do not know anything about this plan so I'm going to go amongst my business as I'm doing now with one hit point and um, heal myself lay, those, lay thy hands upon thyself your real holy symbol situation not here this is a super muscular picture of this bro look at those fucking shoulders on that dragon alright All right. show up I'm not seeing the alright I'm going to have to do this the old-fashioned way with rolling dice and IRL dungeons dice. and dragons. What's your healing? What does that do for you? Uh, it regain hit points equal 2d8 plus your spell casting ability modifier. Do it. So, I need eight-sided dice going on here. That guy. And... So I should have this prepared ahead of time. Nine. Nine. 12. All right. Colvic heals for 12. Roscoe, it is over to you, and keep in mind that the young brass dragon's turn is next. Right. So what I want to do, if I can, is kind of crouch next to the hole in a way that will not direct the dragon's attention to me, and then check to the dragon if I can. <laughs> yes. So uh, just to go over this, I don't know if we've talked about it before or not, but I'll go through it again. This is sort of a house rule-ish thing. I don't know if this is in the rule book specifically anywhere, but it's kind of a holdover from some previous versions, etc. But what you can do on your turn is you can you can set up your turn to specifically react to a future thing. Mm -hmm. So you can't just like straight up hold your turn, but you can set up a reaction, which would be when the dragon sticks its head in the hole, I will pull it to you know to to disengage right. the hole. If the dragon doesn't do that, then you basically lose your turn. That's what we're aiming for. All right. So I'm going to set up to close the hole. So you are set up to do that. So the young brass dragon definitely got attention uh, from Melvin. Or sorry, the young brass dragon is definitely paying attention to Melvin at this point, who is cowering as much as he can in this hole. And we're going to decide what he does right here. 
with this dice roll. I'm going to die. That is super intense. <laughs> You're going to get exploded along with all our money. <laughs> I, should have, I should have thrown money all over the place so you wouldn't breathe fire in there. Just <laughs> made it rain. Make it rain with the gold in there. So the dragon turns around, sees that you are within this hole, and it's diving towards you. Oh, thank so now we're going to make another roll. I'm going to have you make a dexterity saving throw. Whoop. I'm so good at these. Oh my god, that's awesome roll. Uh, that would be a uh, 19. 19 is oh. awesome. So as the dragon's head snaps down into the hole, you manage to skirt to the side. It maybe clips off just the slightest star of your robe, but you remain safe on the side. Roscoe, I'm going to have you make a straight-up dexterity check. Don't fail me, Roscoe. I might. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen is enough. So you watch this dragon as its maw pours down into the hole, and as it gets to about eyes level with the ground, and it snaps down, and you can't see what's happened to Melvin at this point but you can see that this thing has got its head full on into the hole to about halfway up, and you grab the corner of, this, the, of the portable hole and pull it up. The hole itself disappears, and you have nothing but a bisected dragon head in front of you. It squeals, but it's just the exhaustion of breath of whatever was in its body, and it slumps down. A huge gust and puff of air flies out around you, and you're holding the edge of the cloth and in your hand holding melvin in your hand so that like is... the whole head isn't on the back so like uh imagine like you know there's the the snout going up to about the eyes it's severed right there and a, i mean a pool of blood is flowing out and filling up the area in the immediate vicinity around you Ew. <laughs> <laughs> all right first thing let's uh Let's check on Melvin. Yeah, what, is, awesome. what does Melvin see? So Melvin, inside of the hole, what you see is this giant dragon's moss snap down in, and then it goes black. <laughs> <laughs> you're not sure if you're dead or what, but you're just, like, you're now in this extra-dimensional space with, like, the, the front face of a fucking dragon. So, so it's just dead quiet, and you just... I'm just in there cowering. Yep. Is it completely dark as there's, well? There's no lights in this there's thing. There's no lights. What about and I mean, air? there's no light, so your dark vision doesn't even do you anything. You could rub one out while you're in there. <laughs> we leave your load a little bit. <laughs> I'm, if this I'm, is how I go. <laughs> right now, I'm like far, farting in fear, but fear, you can't hear Fear anything. farts. Yeah. Is there air in these dimensional portals right now? You know, it's funny you should ask, because as soon as an extra-dimensional space is closed off from the rest of the world, there is a limited amount of air, and then the individual within, or individuals within, will begin suffocating. Yeah. So, Roscoe did say, however, that you guys are going to check on him, so... That'd be almost... <laughs> What's it called when... Uh... Yeah, we're not going down there. Out a very ironic way to die? <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah, auto erotic is that's, that's, that's You're gonna the one go out David Carradine style? Yeah, so we'll like leave <laughs> Where his spotters. <laughs> exactly where I didn't wanna go. <laughs> so you So you grab the, the portable hole, you shimmy away from the 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 
pool of blood that is spreading outward from the defacified dragon. Drag it to the other side of the room, lay it flat out again, mm-hmm. and you look down into this hole. Melvin, you see light for the first time in about 40 seconds, and, uh, and you can see this like giant maw of a dragon inside of this hole with Melvin. How would you like to proceed from there? I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a seat for a second and just let out a sigh of relief. <laughs> because I almost died in one of two terrible ways. Either being eaten by a dragon or being exploded in a ball of fire. Or suffocating. Or suffocating. Say that dragon didn't thrash about and kill us both for all you know. It's true. This but would actually be a really sweet souvenir to keep this dragon skull inside here. That's well. It's only half a skull. I was I, thinking it might look good to hang a dragon jaw on the wall. Well, uh, you got the full jaw, we'll say. You got the full jaw. Did we ever decide if Roscoe is a taxidermist or not? I can't remember what your hobby was. We didn't, we didn't like specify it out loud, but yeah, I believe we did. We did uh, say that that was your hobby. Yeah, Roscoe can look in this, gets inspired. He's like, "Holy shit, this would look awesome on my wall." Yeah, dragon jaw. It'll look good in my shop's wall. Yeah, for business. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah, like, that'd be good for business. Absolutely. Anyway, let's get you out of that damn hole. Anything else we want to chop off this dragon and put in the hole? Uh, dragon meat any good to eat, do you think? What about claws? Dragon claws? That'd yeah, be probably claws. valuable. Worth yeah. something to some wizards? Mm-hmm. Dragon tail? Dragon penis? Butthole? Dragon butthole? <laughs> Why would the butthole be worth anything? <laughs> How many people... You're going to make, like, floaty out of it? Like a floaty device? <laughs> <laughs> for grace? <laughs> Shove yourself in this dragon anus. <laughs> Inflatable like, dragon anus. <laughs> how many dragons are killed? Like dragon anuses are rare. Their rarity makes them valuable. Valuable. <laughs> I mean, I guess all parts of it would be worth something. I think I'm, I'm gonna see part of his bat wing. I kind of want to cut out like one of the parts where the the wing is. I want to make a cape out of that later. Ooh. That's actually, that's a pretty swell idea. Significantly better than anus. <laughs> I could make a belt out of the anus. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's tougher than dragon anus. Here we have a certified dragon spinster. <laughs> let's go talk to the leather tanner. Okay. Right, so, and I are like, oh, claws, let's see. The teeth are probably pretty valuable. <laughs> Roscoe's just fixated on the anus. Man, what can I do with that anus? All right, let's get... I mean, you do have, like, I mean, there is like a butthole, like things moving in and out of butthole fixation for you. Like, yeah. Let's get the claws and get you your cape. So, all right. So here's what you guys have got. You've got, um, you have a space that is six feet across and 10 feet tall as a cylinder. Mm-hmm. You can jam as much dragon as you want into that. And we'll work out later what all those parts are. All right. Feet, tail, teeth, wings. Anus. Anus. <laughs> but Roscoe has to chop it out. I'm not you gotta w- want any part of that. You gotta core it? <laughs> You're uncorking it. You don't want to. <laughs> That's all that's holding it back right now. <laughs> it's like a, sh- like a bottle of champagne. Like, it was never meant to hold a corpse load, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys fill this thing up with as many dragon parts as you can get. <laughs> And in the kerfuffle and heavy breathing and anal discussion that you guys have had afterwards, anus discussion, I guess, would be a better way to put it. I, I, I got to cut that all out. 
how the anus talk? No, no, I'm gonna leave all that in. I just anyway. <laughs> so you load up as much of the dragon corpse as you can into your portable hole, and you notice that the door on the far side of the room from where you entered has been opened up in all of the uh the chaos and calamity. Nice job on that fight, by the way, guys. I was pretty sure I was gonna do a party wipe on that one, but yeah, good, good close. Thirty mm-hmm. creative solutions. So the door's open. Ugh. What are you gonna do? Well, the other door did not open, by the way. In case you're curious, um, the door behind us did not open. It didn't. The door behind you did not open. I think now's about the time we start cursing whatever's at us. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I just say, what the fudge, God? Yeah, Come we, on, <laughs> guy. Can we curse this lady out? Yep. If, I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's D and D. Hey, lady. Fuck you. God. Leave us alone. You get no response. Oh, Onward we go, I guess. Should we, can we take a, a rest in this area at all? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know, can you? Oh, let's attempt to take a rest, everyone. That's what kind of a rest do you want to take? Short or long? Short. So I use hit dice instead hit, of... Hit dice? Yeah. Okay. Short rest away. You take a short rest. Hour passes of you guys huddling in the corner. Trying to calm Melvin back down. Using dragon meat as a pillow. (laughs) Nothing happens. You're able to successfully and peacefully take one hour's worth of rest. We can use as many hit dice as we want. Mm -hmm. Correct. Not me. I didn't get touched in that fight. Must be nice. Okay, there it is. I would have been killed immediately. I think I have the least amount of hit points. There's some serious damage in that fight. Like I said, I am pretty mm-hmm. impressed you guys made it through that one. Nice work. <laughs> creative, creative solutions. All right. Good to well, we're, go. We aren't called a very good fighting team. We're called a very good adventuring team. We right? adventure hard. All right. So you guys have successfully short-rested, regained yourself some hit points. What do you want to do? Can I perceptively look around this room, see if anything else is popping out or even above us? In the room that you're in, there is oh. nothing else of interest. Okay. I think we should do what we did before and have uh, Roscoe. Ahead I sneak. Ahead you sneak. So you pass through the doorway and you enter a room that's about a 20-foot cube. In the center of this room, you see a pedestal. It's about three feet on a side, also cube-shaped. And it is made of the same dark red stone as the walls, ceiling, and floor are all made of. Perched on this pedestal is a small white rabbit. It notices you as you enter the room, but it doesn't seem afraid. Mm. Hmm. There are no other doors, by the way. Do I have any of the cleaner on me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, I thought you had one bottle with you. Yeah, I, do, I have at least one bottle. I thought I put three in my bag. I assume you're going I have, to clean that rabbit? I have two. It says three, but I think I have two. I think what I if we one. web this rabbit? Uh, what if I soak it with the cleaning fluid, and what if you shoot a firebolt at it? Um, or some similar thing to light it on fire. We could go pet the rabbit, too. I think we should kill it. The voice coming from everywhere said to kill the innocent. Um, oh, man. He is an assassin. Yeah, no kidding. I am Why going to... Why are you so to... bloodthirsty, man? I'm not. I'm just following instructions. Why don't you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, at this point, Roscoe's the only one in the room, so he's the only one that knows that this oh, exists. Yeah. <laughs> so do what you want. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to sneak up to the rabbit, and I'm going to hit it with my sword. 
there's no reason for anybody to be, else to be involved. Holy I mean, it's a bunny. All right. Holy shit. You step forward. So, by the way, what are you guys doing? Are you you're just letting him in there and you're waiting for the wooba loo loo Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what I was doing. I don't think we're gonna hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you step forward and draw your sword, and this adorable, adorable little bunny looks up at you with its glistening, dewy, starry eyes, and you plunge your sword down into its skull, crushing it and killing it in one fell swoop. <laughs> oh my god. Disappointed. As the, uh, as, the, as the rabbit dies, its blood flows out into the stone, which seems to absorb it. It kind of covers the top of the pedestal. And as this happens, you notice that the view before you brightens and the room around you darkens. So the thing that you can see really is just focused centrally on this, on this uh, rabbit and the blood coming out of it. You pull your sword back, and time seems to accelerate in front of you. Uh, you see the bunny laying there and bleeding out, and then it's it's covered in maggots. It's like one of those fast-forward kind of videos, and mm-hmm. it starts, you know, bloating and swelling and condensing and crushing and and spreading out. And as it's dying, you see a patch of grass start grow from around, starting to grow around it, and the view seems to zoom out a little bit. And you see another rabbit off to the side. And this rabbit starts having babies right there out in the field. And these rabbits move forward and they start eating the grass that's grown up in the spot around where the old rabbit was, which is now completely dissolved into the dirt. And then the view zooms in to one of the individual rabbits and you see a fox swoop in and grab that rabbit and devour it and go off and have children of its own. All the while, this, this view is accelerating and accelerating as time is moving faster. You get the impression of a very circle of life kind of thing going on, of, of the cycle of life and death and life and death and how all life is feeding all of death and vice versa. And then in front of you, you see this gigantic woman step forward into the light. And like tall or wide? Tied. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't decide on a word, so I merged them together. <laughs> I am no fucking good at setting up a scene and just letting it go. Tied. She is tied. <laughs> she is tall. <laughs> she is tall. God damn. She's tall and... Uh, she's seven feet tall, in fact. Um, and she is not wide. She, in fact, has a, I would describe it as Olympian body. Like, just the definition of definition. healthy perfection of what a body can be. This is perfect for Roscoe to be looking at. I mean, right? what do you it, do with, with in front of a perfect woman? So yeah. her, her body is made of onyx, veined through with iron. Ooh. And it is terrifying to behold. you make this noise into the darkness and this voice this woman uh she steps steps around the little three-foot pedestal which has now just gone back to being a regular pedestal uh and she sits down upon it and she looks at you and she says you have passed this first test i claim you and your friends as my champions you are mine now Know that I have a purpose for you, and I will call upon you again soon. 
and she reaches forward her hand and snaps her fingers in front of your face. And the three of you are sitting back at your breakfast table. And there's Perkins pushing pancakes onto Grace's plate. You are all undamaged. You are all perfectly normal. It is as though not a moment has passed. And then you hear something drop to the table in front of you. And you look forward and you see there are three perfectly spherical black opals that seem to have dropped from thin air and have come to a rest in the center of the table. We should throw those in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Opals, by the way, are extremely valuable. Do we, did we end up witnessing anything about this goddess lady? So the two of you were in the other room. You didn't hear shit. This was, uh, this was Roscoe's vision. you start fucking fine um all right i because i think i've been doing my spells wrong so i have with my character level six my intelligence modifiers four so i should have a total of 10 spells uh so i added a few uh level three spells fireball and haste which i think will be handy along with my existing spell lightning bolt and then i added a level two spell levitate for fun we'll see what we can do with that one um and then up to my uh hit points by six the standard six because i'm i have terrible luck so i'm not gonna roll the dice does that include your constitution have we gone over that so it's yeah it's like uh whatever plus four plus my uh constitution no it's um yeah because your hit dice yeah yep four plus my constitution modifier so and then the only other thing i get at my level is so i I uh, am a student of the School of Illusions, and um, so I get an arcane tradition, malleable illusion, so right around this level, if I cast any illusion spells that have a duration of a minute, I can uh, use an action to change the what that illusion looks like, the nature of that illusion. So, Interesting. Hmm. So, yeah. So one of the ones that I have, I have minor illusion as a cantrip that I always have. So, oh, and we know about that. Yeah, that comes mm-hmm. on That's you've, you've made extensive ass. use of minor illusion. It's been great. Yeah. So that's me, Kolvik. Courage and wit have served thee well. What happened on your level? Well, uh, didn't roll my hit points as well as other times. Only a solid four. So currently at forty-one. And then for my abilities, I went ahead and got a new spell, such as Beacon of Hope. I can, for the duration of each target, has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws, and regains the maximum number of hit points possible from any healing. So figured that would be a solid move later on. And then I also got... Divinity channel, I can do two times per rest instead of one. So, like, turn undead and my healing. I can go ahead and do that twice instead of one. Furthermore, it'd be 
a healer tank. Or try to, or fail miserably and die later on. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see. Right on. What's going on over there, Roscoe? So I rolled for my hit points. I rolled an 8 for a total of 40. Damn. And I also got expertise in which I choose two skills to get double proficiency. Yeah, what, what's your class right now? What are you? I am a rogue assassin. Okay. Yeah. What's your race? I mean, sorry. Half elf. I love this half elf is only one point away from a half orc right now for hit points. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And uh, my two skills I chose to get double proficiency are stealth and perception. Cool. That's that. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Hello there, hordes of listeners. Thanks, as always, for coming back. I shouldn't say hordes. More like tens. There's, there's tens of listeners. To say dozens might even be ambitious at this point. However many there may be now or in the future, we're thankful to all of you. Today's break is going to deviate a little from the normal begging and prattle I put in here. When you're in a position of creating material for public consumption, even if there's only a handful of folks actually consuming that material, you end up connecting to people in a very unique way. Or at least, unique to me. You get a glimpse of strangers' lives as they post things on social media, or sometimes even reach out to you directly. A great deal of that is positive or helpful, and of course some of it's negative. It's all feedback, and I'm grateful for all of it. On the other hand, some of it is deeply personal. Sometimes very sad, or troubling. Sometimes there is detail, and perhaps worse, sometimes there is not. It's not a thing that I was expecting or really prepared for. More than once now, I've spent 20 minutes or more staring at a post or a message without knowing how to respond or if I should respond at all. If it's you that sent that message, either before I've recorded this or after, please know that I'm only a fragile, mere mortal, just like you. For everyone out there listening, those in pain and those who are not, I have two things that I can give you. The first is a bit of wisdom I was given a long time ago, and I hope I don't sound too pretentious sharing it. Wake up every day. Do the things you have to do. Do them as well as you can for as long as you can. When you're done, do the things you want to do. Do them as well as you can for as long as you can. When you're done, go to bed and repeat. Do this as well as you can for as long as you can. The other thing I can give you is this podcast. It's not much. We aren't fixing any problems. We aren't curing any diseases. We aren't saving any lives. But I hope it brings you joy. And I hope you'll be back for another episode. Now that was all awkward and weird. Thanks for bearing with me while I got that out. I'll let you get back to the thing you actually came here for. So, you guys are hanging out at the breakfast table. You just snapped back um perkins is pushing those pancakes onto grace's plate those three black opals bounced out on the table and there you be uh at this point by the way um roscoe said yeah i suppose you would you would definitely know this the the um melvin and kolvik don't know anything about the vision that happened melvin and kolvik as far as you guys are concerned you guys fought that dragon, sliced off the front of its face, 
and you were in the midst of resting, you watched Roscoe go into the next room, and like a minute later, all of a sudden, you were back at the table. Mm-hmm. So no knowledge of that is anywhere outside of Roscoe at the moment, just so we're all aware of that. Is anybody wondering why three opals just fell on the table? I would imagine Perkins and Grace are, like, looked over at that, but they haven't said anything about it. Yeah, at this point, I'm kind of looking around and just looking at expressions and patting myself down because that was a fucking deal. So I'm kind of patting myself around and trying not to make any sudden moves, not to seem like the weird guy. Like, it was all in my head. I saw visions. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> checking to see if you're the crazy one. Yeah. You yeah, guys, by the way, are completely uninjured. You are fully rested. You are Melvin. You are not covered head to toe in terrible burns. The Crocs are fine. Oh, thank God. The brown Crocs. Red Crocs. The red. There was a, a brown reference yeah, in there yeah. somewhere. I forgot about it. But... So yeah, because uh, what do you what do you do? What do you uh, what do you think? What do you feel? Pass the pancakes, please. All right. And uh, do we have maple syrup in this world? Oh, for sure. Uh, maple syrup, please. I'm still just going to kind of hold fork and uh, knife in hand and still just look around and try to get some acknowledgement of it wasn't just me because I'm still freaking out over here. And they just leave you hanging. Yeah, yeah it's still <laughs> just me. Fucking... All right, so uh, finally hit me. All right. Goddamn you, insane. You... Eventually, all settle into uh, a breakfast of pancakes and uh, and maple syrup, and the morning carries on. I will ask while I'm stuffing my face with pancakes. So, uh, Roscoe, what was behind the door? So this vision I had. I went in this room to answer your question. I went in the next room, and there was a bunny. And I killed the bunny. Why? Why did you kill a bunny? Because of the voice at the beginning said that we had to kill the innocents at the end. Hmm. Are we talking this in front of Grace and Perkins right now? Yeah, you guys just like... As far as I know, you guys are still at the breakfast table, or did this is this after breakfast and you guys are going about your business doing other things? Uh, I was eating, I'm eating breakfast. Yeah, you did, you did say you're eating pancakes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Grace so drops her fork. Yeah, Grace just kind of looks over and is like, kill the bunny. Oh, well. The bunny had to die, sweetie. <laughs> did you kill it with your... <laughs> Their bare hands. No, Bonnie's bite. Yeah, he killed it with his sword. I got big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> big nasty fangs. <laughs> but then I started tripping. And like this bunny died and was grass. And there was more bunnies that ate the grass. And like then foxes ate bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Circle of life. <laughs> yep. And then this god came. And now we have to do things for her. Oh, for her. Was she hot? Well, I don't know if you can necessarily... Like, I'm just using her as a convenience. Like, do gods have gender? I don't know. Did, yes. she, have, did she have boobs? <laughs> Even if it's a her, like, you don't necessarily have boobs. Did she have boobs, DM? I mean... Mm, there, yes, she, she had boobs. Yep. She had so, boobs. So You said at the beginning of this series that death... Everything else, Machia, life, they really don't converge. They're not good and evil kind of thing. But what about the gods themselves? Are, do they know each other? Do they think each other are pains in the asses? Death and life, because I'm in the school of life, and this is the god of death. So you actually are not in the school of life. 
You, your goddess is. Oh, uh, you're right. It is not. It's nature. Nature and yeah. chaos. And chaos. So yep. it wouldn't be life at all. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's the whole, and I really should like put a diagram of this out on the website or something like that. But there's uh, there's the six forces. That's yep. like the really big, powerful things. And then if you imagine those as points on a hexagon, in between those points is the lines. Right. On each of those lines is two gods mm -hmm. that draw their power from those two things. Right. So Exude, the god that you met, is uh, in that breakpoint between death and Machina. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I don't remember what the original question was about but that is well, that's where that do lies. the gods know each other and oh, do yeah, they yeah. dislike Sorry. each other are they can they communicate with each other rather than the yes. forces so would like the death and life would they be kind of against each other or is it still the same scenario of <laughs> meh it's oh, wow. not really a question of verses yeah. um they can oppose each other they can fight together they can be they can be completely on opposite sides of the continents mm -hmm. or the world or whatever else like they're they think very much like uh, greek and roman pantheon where like there's not necessarily the hierarchy of like zeus king of all the gods etc there's nothing like that uh there's not one that rules over any of the other ones but there are 12 of these gods and you know sometimes they're in cahoots sometimes they're opposed to each other uh these are more or less eternal beings that have to entertain themselves somehow so gotcha. They've got all, right. all kinds of shit going on and okay. and what have you. All right, Whoa. so anyway, this Exude, she thinks we are her champions. And she thinks we are hers to call upon. Great. I like it. It sounds like a pretty good uh, pretty good deal we got going on here. A god wants us as adventurers? That's some pretty high standing. I don't um, like her tone. No? Okay. She, she just paid us in, in three rocks. That's pretty Nice, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she that'd did be pay well. Three thousand gold, and yeah. all you had to do was kill a rabbit. Yeah, which I mean, you did with is... no one's business. Hell uh, yeah! Did you forget the dragon that we had to kill? And the skeletons. And I have a feeling skeleton. if I didn't kill the rabbit, I wouldn't have seen the god. But we'd probably still be there. Well, what are yeah. you gonna do? That just happened. Yeah. I don't so, know. But that was out of probably our... move on about our business. Mm -hmm. And if she calls, on us, she calls on us, routine. I'm all about that. So, uh. Let's go Correct. fishing. Let's, yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, out of this excursion and what could be coming upon us in life, I mean, we fought a, like you said, a dragon and un, unhuman beings. I think I want to go armor up a little bit. I think I want to go ahead well, and buy a shield. Well, hold on now, because don't forget, we also collected quite a few dragon parts as part of our that is true. little adventure. I'm guessing you could probably make a pretty sweet shield out of some of those dragon parts a la fucking skyrim style yeah dragon bone armor yeah. that's not bad <laughs> what did uh let me what all did we collect i know i got i was thinking of a cape with the the wing but what else did we grab so the way that we talked about this was and you guys actually haven't checked the portable hole yet by the way just for point of reference but the way that we decided was you've got that six foot by ten foot cylinder of available space there's some shelving and whatnot in there you had roughly that much space that of dragon parts you could fill up with yeah. we said we just retcon later on what you decided to took or what you decided to take rather there was a lot of talk about the bunghole and whether or not that was saved <laughs> whether or not you wanted to make the strongest belt known to man <laughs> 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 but no specific parts were decided at the time 
We could probably make some talismans. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want to do. Do dragons have balls? I, I didn't specify the gender of this dragon, I guess, so... <laughs> if you... If you guys want to argue a case for some part that you want... <laughs> the, the ball sack? So we can put talismans in there? <laughs> I mean, do reptiles... Have ball sacks? I don't think they do. Yeah, have no, gonads of some sort. I mean, they'd be inside, though. Yeah. There wouldn't be, like, a special sack you could make anything out of. I don't know. Let me Google reptile scrotum. It'd be a pretty amazing, like, duffel bag. A good idea to make a belt out of the yeah. anus. <laughs> First thing that comes up is, do reptiles have testicles? I think they'd be internal. For the listeners at home, fascinating stuff. <laughs> I think a cape out of the wing is a good idea. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, because we chopped it off almost at, like, at the neck... When he reached his head in. And so... Well, it, was, it was like mid-face almost. Yeah, his face? His face. Yeah, like as far as the dragon's face was able to get into the hole, more or less. I mean, it's a pretty sizable thing, and then that's right. when the, the hole got pulled. So with dragons, their scales kind of go through the body. What about the nose placement? Because I'm thinking about a shield. I think that the nose, like, part of it, like the, the, the nostril on the top of it, I want to make a shield out of that. The top of it? Yeah. Hmm. Sure. No, I'm assuming not including the two nostrils, like a, no. a shield that was just two big holes wouldn't be a very good shield. No, it would have not. No, no, it would actually... <laughs> or would it be the best shield? <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy doing over there? Oh, I'm dead! Yes, you will say that you did... Well, you definitely got that part of the dragon. That was yeah. already in the hole. Yeah, I think, I mean, it would be shaped as such with almost like a W up top and going down beneath. That makes sense to me. I think it would be a really hard surface coming on because you really can't pierce it like everything else. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to take one hell of a craftsman to try to get this thing going, but if we have it, I would love to try that. So let's say that that's going to take about a week to craft. There's a handy-dandy guy in town that's going to be able to do that. That's going to cost you 200 gold to craft. And when it's done, you'll end up with a, let's call it a plus three dragon snout shield. I'm in. But like you said, it's going to take about a week, so. You got some time. Uh, we got some time. And I will... 200 gold. <laughs> and what kind of a shield, I should ask this before I really assign that plus three number. What kind of shield are you talking about? Are you talking about like a standard, like two foot tall, like, you know? Yeah, it couldn't be a full body shield. Okay. It couldn't be a full voice. It would have to be like almost, like you said, um, a full arm. So it has movability to do spell casting as well as, and yep. I have my Warhammer on the side. Yeah, because so you, what you would have, you've got like bucklers and bracers, which are just like a very small, just on your arm thing. Right. There'd be a traditional like knight's shield, which would be like, yeah, like that two foot tall or so like shield, traditional shield shape. And then the largest would be a, uh, I think they're called a tower shield. Yeah, you're right. Which would be like a four foot tall, maybe two foot wide, you know, like a riot, police riot shield. Right. Um, so you're thinking that middle size? Probably that middle knight shield. That's more or less what I was thinking. So yeah, we'll call that a plus three. Like Captain America's shield? Yep. And then uh, just tell Not me when quite I... quite circular, but... Nice. Just tell me when I can add that on and I'll go ahead and do it. When sure. the week is up. Any other shopping, crafting, etc. that you guys want to do? Post breakfast, um, I will make a dragon butthole belt. I'm not gonna. 
I can't think of a special bonus that that would give you, but like your pants are super on now. <laughs> Can I, They're the about, most on they've ever been. What about a, a I have charisma. no crack showing whatsoever. What about a charisma? I mean, that's pretty impressive. If someone can get a dragon butthole belt. I mean, you, could, you like you got to tell the story though. I, I will if you. I will say that as long as you're wearing the dragon anus belt, if you're trying to. If you're trying to do like a charisma check of some kind against somebody in the future, either intimidation or persuasion, and you somehow work in the dragon anus story, I'll give you advantage <laughs> on those rolls. Yes. And that'll also be about a week to make. We'll, we'll call those both. But I mean, that's yeah. tough material to work with yeah. right there. Dragon so shield, anus. Shield, anus, cape. What color is the belt? What color was the dragon? Was it was that? a bronze dragon. I would imagine... Like the color of a cat's or dog's butthole. <laughs> that, that kind of pink but speckled with brown. Oh, no. <laughs> so they know it's a butthole, they just don't know what it's from? It's like, what is... <laughs> yeah, and, like the, and the buckle is like a bronze dragon scale. Oh, yeah. Like, very good. Like a big-ass belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You wanted, a, you wanted a, a cape or a cloak as well? Yeah. Um, well, I wanted engraved with number one dragon slayer. <laughs> yes like a wwe belt do you want to you said you wanted to do you want to do a cape or a cloak or like what kind of garment you're, you're thinking or like a duster duster would be cool but i i think it would hinder too much it would it would probably mm-hmm. be a, a, a cloak okay i mean while we're shopping here melvin what are you uh what are you thinking colvick's got himself a shield and a cloak coming Make a slammer out of one of the teeth. Oh my god. I mean, that's one thing I could do, but what about gear I could wear? I don't even know. A robe? I guess. You really make a robe out of a hat? Well, I mean... I'm not really into flashy hats, though. I'm, I have the... Hmm. I think we established fairly early on that you're not a hat guy, really, at all. No. Like, unless it was practical. Not in the flashy hats. Well, if you want, you can take the... The cloak idea and make it into a robe. I mean, it's probably fire resistant. At least you have you have two wings. Yeah. So you can both have one, really. All right. Yeah. I'll uh, make a dragon's wing robe, or maybe like a sweet bomber jacket to wear over your robe. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not over my robe, but a bomber jacket. Not, uh, you know, very typical for a wizard to be rocking a bomber jacket. Since when so were you awesome. a typical? But wizard? it is so awesome. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's pretty pretty sweet. Nice. And and I wish you can carry around its like foot, or I mean, it'd be already too big, but something that you can just sit down all the time and just have it like as a stool because you're really lazy. You're like, I'm just gonna sit down now. Have like this foot you just sit down on <laughs> as a stool. A foot stool. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! One of those like old people canes that are like folded into a foot stool. <laughs> <laughs> I see those all the time. Uh, <laughs> no, if I can make a sweet bomber jacket out of this, nice. I'd be a fool not to do that. Excellent. Bomber jacket. So that'll be ready in about a week as well. Ooh. All right. So you guys go fishing. Have yourselves an afternoon where you, you kind of talk things through. You've all shared through the vision. You all know everything about what's what and this God that has claimed you, etc. handful of days goes by. You get the traditional note from Aegis letting you know that he's going to stop by the next day. And the next day he stops by. Huzzah. Hurrah. What a, what a gigantic surprise. 
Uh, about noon, you guys are just finishing up, uh, having an early lunch. Perkins and Grace and everything are, are hanging out there, and he just walks into the room and kind of like eyeballs Grace for a second. He's like, what's with the kid? That's mine. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, nice job with the uh, super amazing adventure friends back there. The, uh, the note was a good touch. I think I mentioned uh, I'd prefer if you didn't forge my name in the future, but uh, I think that was pretty classy. Well done. I'm working on something for you guys for the Harvest Festival that's coming up, but it's going to take a little more investigation. I'll, I'll let you guys know when I have more going on with that. In the meantime, go about your business. Help out the townsfolk. Do what you got to do. We'll be in touch. Let me know if you need anything. Anything else you got for me right now? Mm, no. No. We killed a dragon. Yeah, we totally killed the dragon. How do you feel about that? We're pretty awesome. We feel good about it. Way better than the super adventure guys or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He nods his head in appreciation and says, Where the fuck did you run across a dragon? Another dimension. (laughs) He just kind of slowly nods for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You say it all snotty, like, (laughs) in another dimension. Duh. God. He, he gives you like a uh, you know like a nod of like alrighty then and it was a trial of a suit. He says, "You've been talking to the gods." Yeah, here and there. <laughs> oh, call me. That's is. uh, that's uh, that's really something. <laughs> huh. So we said we were going to mount this dragon head when it's time. How long will that take to make? Well, you guys like. You're skinning pieces off the front of it. I assumed you weren't going to mount it on anything anymore. No, we're not mounting yeah, it anymore. Okay. Do you want to well, do the... I mean, do you want to thought... do the... Well, the jaw was actually what was originally suggested. Oh, yeah, yeah yep. the jaw. But, I mean, even if I took stuff off of it, you can still have the bones of it. True. Well, so, so it'd, it'd look a little weird to oh. have just, like, the snout. I mean, you yeah. could do we're just... We're going to hang the jaw on the wall. Okay, the right, jaw. Because only okay. half its head was off. Yeah, right. you're right. So let's, how... let's say that's that's right up there in that the one week. week. Everything takes a fucking week in this town. It's all just right. all the craftsmen are one-week craftsmen. Yeah, we got to hang that up, like, on the front of our house. So everybody knows. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's here and there. Sorry about that. So, yeah, it's not there right now. You can't point okay. at it and be like, hey, just check <laughs> out our shit. Like. So let me. It's coming though. So telling Aegis that we had a run in with the gods. How common is interaction with the gods? Rare, but not like vanishingly rare. Like everybody probably knows somebody that knows somebody that has a relative, or you know, it's like a couple degrees of separation. Everybody's interacted with a god at some point. Like they live on this world with humans and mortals. They're not necessarily always accessible. You know, they go elsewhere to their version of olympus let's say just for cuteness and reference but but they're around like they interact with mortals and do shit all the time let me ask this do we have any leftover dragon parts that we can sell for cash money because we remember the other thing that we're working towards is to buy that sweet old firehouse thing. Mm-hmm. that firehouse that you are by the way going to be working through ages to buy yeah which is a really good point because we still need to make this guy happy so yeah, I'm going to ask Aegis. So uh, we have our eyes spotted on this firehouse. Is there anything we can do for you to make it more reasonable than 20,000 gold? He says, oh, you're looking at the firehouse, huh? Yeah, good chunk of property. Built him a new one a little while back, and we got to move him up. Uh, it'd be nice to get a little money out of that, but uh, I think we could work out a deal. What are you guys thinking? Three grand. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> jokes and jokes and jokes with this one. <laughs> well, it seems like we're in the we're in the way of returning favors. Is there anything you need? He says, I got something working out for Harvest. I'll let you know about that. I don't have anything I need in the meantime. Yeah, just right. said that, Colvick. Besides that, under, under the <laughs> deal, we <laughs> like a cool guy head nod of like, yeah, being a dick to people. I'm into that. <laughs> I'd say. Do you, I mean, do you guys want to try to persuade him or intimidate him or something else like die roll based right now? Or are you. Uh, no. I mean, are you trying to swing a discount at this point? We don't have enough money to even like bargain. Okay. Yeah. And uh, like we have no leverage with him right now. We're. Like, we've done a few things, but he doesn't know us from Adam, really, still. Yeah, we're only, like, up at about... Now he knows we're in cahoots with the gods, though. So we better fucking mind his P's and Q's. (laughs) With my intelligence, I just point to stuff. I like that house. Do you need anything? (laughs) (laughs) I like that house. (laughs) I want house. Colvick, the redneck half-orc. I'm Colvick. I like that house. You got a pretty mouth. Like an idiocracy where he's like, I like money. (laughs) I like house. You don't like that firehouse like like I like firehouse. I give you money for it. Shit. Uh, uh, so he says, "Well, it's twenty thousand at uh, at uh, the regular list price, but I'll pay you twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> he comes over and just pats you on the shoulder and just says, "Don't do any negotiating." <laughs> okay, you're a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's a little condescending, but almost a little affectionate. You know, there's like a little bit of a. Well, I take the affection. I say, okay, yeah. He says, you guys come up with an offer, come let me know. It's only been on the market for a little bit, but I think we can work something out okay. for my very favorite adventurers. Uh, can we say, like, dibs on the firehouse? You're going to go lick it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that firehouse. I licked it. It's mine now. All right, dudes. Let's go bowling. <laughs> Fishing bowling. <laughs> Who's keeping track of how much money we have, anyway? Uh, I thought that was you. We gave all our money to you. I have 610 in my inventory for some reason. Each of you has your own inventory of money, um, but then there's been more or less the shared pool of money, of which the 2,000 gold prize from the Umberhulk thing has come through, mm-hmm. and then the 3,000, and like I said, I, whatever you guys want to call it as, either the three gemstones, uh, the three black opals, or if you just want to call it 3,000 gold, we're just going to call that an even exchange rate for convenience. We're just going to call it 3,000 gold. Yeah, we don't need the opals, I guess. Okay, so up to five, and then for the hill giant, we went ahead and gave that to the funeral, so that's kind of null and void. You guys before. are still hanging on to um, the rest of that money, the money that was in Pardon's, uh, well, and now your portable hole. Yeah. Um, but I assume that you're not going to buy a house with Grace's money. Okay. I mean, you can. It's up to you, but... I don't know. I was making an assumption that you guys aren't complete fucks. If Melvin has I a mean, gambling problem... <laughs> it does have a, you know, a pole that we can slide down. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. So we have five grand in recent money. We've got five money and no house. <laughs> Why can't we have five house and no money? Alright, so... Handful of days goes by... Nice, quiet, uneventful days. It's uh, it's getting to be late summer by this point. 
And you guys have had a pretty good year, right? You've had a you've uh, you've gone from relative anonymity and obscurity to being champion for the guy who runs your entire town plus a god. So you know, things are on the up and up here, and you're reveling in that. You're enjoying your your fame and your notoriety. People are buying you drinks here and there. They keep asking to hear the stories of various escapades you've been on. It's early evening. About, uh, not quite a week after you've gotten back from your dragon escapade. And, uh, there's a knock at the front door. Perkins is just about to make his way home for the evening, and, uh, he opens up the front door, and, uh, and there's a kobold there. And this kobold is somebody that you recognize, uh, his name is Plube, by the way, and he's one of the kobolds. <laughs> his name is what? <laughs> <laughs> Plube. P-L-O-O-B. Best name ever. <laughs> Realize that's going to get such a reaction out of Plube. It sounds like boo. <laughs> and lube. And lube. <laughs> so Plube is knocking on your door. So <laughs> you recognize Plube as one of the staff from uh, from the Broken Egg and Kind of totters his way into the room, and, and he's like, Melvin, Melvin, you got to come down. You got to come down to the broken egg right now. There's a, there's a uh, halfling who's, who's been knocking the shit out of everybody on Pogs. Yes. And he says he wants to play the best man in town. After he beats Saban, that leaves you. Okay, let's pack our shit. Let's go. What are we waiting around for? Right on. You guys all pack it up with Plube, and you head on down to the broken <laughs> egg. Yeah. Come, let's go, Plube. Perkins, you're not going home yet. Stay here with Grace. On the way down, I'm going to buy an extra pair of pants. <laughs> this here is gambling material. So you got, your, you got a spare pair of pants. 5% uh, gray pants. You guys set, set Perkins up with uh, some paper and some crayons and, uh, and Grace to have a funny evening of it. <clears throat> and you head down to the Broken Egg. Uh, as you guys are walking down, by the way, um, Plube looks at you, Melvin, and he hands you a sheet of paper, and he says, Oh, by the way, he asked me to give you this. And you unfurl this little sheet of paper, and it's, uh, it's a rubbing uh, of the copper knockers. <gasps> Whoa. What? Rubbing. Rubbing. <laughs> Plube, rubbing. What else do we got here? There's going to be something else. How did he get the copper knockers? You're about to find out. Oh, whoa. As you get down into the broken egg, a hushed silence falls over the crowd as, as people see you come in. And on the far side of the room, you see her, actually. There is a halfling at the back bar in the, uh, in the gambling area, area named, you find out very quickly, Kalora Crazy Fingers. Ooh. She's about three foot one, and uh, this is a light foot halfling. Got long brown hair and a huge smile of stunningly perfect teeth. She is making all kinds of friends. You can see that uh, this has obviously been going on for some time. This must have arrived earlier in the day, and, and like everybody is, you know, cheering and recounting the stories and telling the tales. But the room goes quiet as you come in, and she realizes who must have arrived. And she hops down from the stool, saunters over you, sticks a hand out. Oh, you must be Melvin then! I am, and I got your message. Oh, you're looking to play then? That'd be lovely!
Episode 13, A Vision and a Claim, was released on January 28, 2018. Join us again in seven days for another episode of The Very, Very, Very Good, 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 Adventuring, 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 Team, Team, Team.